Focus on the Family Canada's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program is a proven program designed to save couples from the brink of divorce. For over 15 years, Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped more than 4,500 couples, and over 80% of those surveyed are still together two years after attending. If you or someone you know is facing a crisis in their marriage, please call Focus on the Family Canada today at 1-833-999-HOPE or visit hoperestoredcanada.ca to find out more. God knows your heart and knows your heart to want to help people and to give. And cluttery people are the most generous people I know. But it's that tiny step of faith that will start to show you that God does care about you, care about the condition of your heart, and cares about your home to be able to invite people in. Kathy Lipp joins us today for this Best of 2020 episode of Focus on the Family, and your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller, and Jim, she used a word I don't hear too often there, cluttery. Cluttery people are generous. And John, I feel like I'm a pretty organized person. I just didn't know that went with being Scrooge as well. You're not. You're very (laughs) generous. You are very organized, I think you can be organized and generous, I would hope. But uh, I've mentioned how I like to keep that garage clean, and it's the bane of my existence, (laughs) actually. But, you know, I keep trying. I keep trying to make sure it can be as clean as possible. I had to give up my garage to a daughter who was doing a van conversion this past summer, and it has continued and continued. (laughs) And there's sawdust and tools everywhere, Jim. You got to get out there every night and sweep up. No, she does. I think. Well, that's fair. That's a good point. You know, with 2020 behind us, and as we head into the new year, uh, you may be thinking about downsizing or maybe cleaning up your garage, Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe more. And it can be overwhelming. I get it. You might have a room full of your mother-in-law's antiques or kids' artwork and clothes. It just goes on and on, and you don't know what to do with all that stuff. Today, we have some solid practical advice to help you get rid of the clutter and bring peace to your home. That sounds good. It does. Um, Kathy Lipp is always one of our most popular guests, which is why this is one of our best programs of 2020. She's helped thousands of people let go of stuff they didn't need. You can do it. Uh, She does it with humor and a great heart, and you're going to be encouraged by what she has to share today. I think you will be. Uh, Kathy Lipp is a popular speaker and author. She's been here a number of times and is the host of the Clutter Free Academy, the podcast, with Kathy Lipp. And she's also written a book called The Clutter Free Home, Making Room for Your Life. And here now is a best of conversation with Kathy Lipp. Kathy, welcome back. Uh, it's so great to be here. Hey, with can you, you come John. help me with my garage? <laughs> um, I don't do house calls, but I will tell you what to do. You'll give I'm, me a list I, of things I, to I am do. very prescriptive, which is a nice way of saying bossy. Yeah, yeah it'll work. I can work. help you out there. Hey, well, the, the reality is you have dealt with uh, clutter issues in your own home. These are yeah. things that, for the most part, you've learned. Oh, uh, On the job training, really. Absolutely. Well, from a small child, because my, my dad was a hoarder. So I've learned this from the ground okay, up. Okay, so that's yeah. an interesting insight. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think God works in pendulum swings, as I call it. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're, for example, your parents, on a serious note, mm-hmm. you know, come from an alcoholic or abusive home. Some children will tend to move the other direction. Right. Never, you know, that ruined my family. I'm never. And that's a good thing. But you kind of had the pendulum effect with clutter. Yeah. So when I was a new mom, I was, you know, you guys are talking about such a busy stage of life. That's where I was at. And you could, it was reflected in my house. The 
I just accumulated all this stuff. And I now understand there's a spiritual reason for that. But I've also understood that the more I got my house clear of clutter, the more I understood about, you know, what I believed about God and what I believed about myself. And so, yeah, I'm back at the other side. And by the way, my house is not picture perfect. Nobody from Real Simple is coming to take pictures of my house. Well, that's probably a sign of healthy, too. I I feel like we're in a good balance. It looks like people live there. Let me put it that way. Well, let me ask you that, because what does it tell us when we do have a lot of just stuff? Why do we have it and why do we cling to it? Well, I think it says different things about different people. One of the things I think it says is, one, I don't trust God to provide for my future. So I need to hang on to everything I've ever owned for my entire life. So for some people, it's fear. Some people, it's guilt. If they've spent any money on anything in their entire lives, they need to keep it until Jesus comes back. Right. Like Otherwise, they consider, you know, they hear from their depression era grandparents, you know, use it up, wear it out, make do, do without. And so they're holding <laughs> on to things. That was, a, I, I actually love that saying, but it's only for things that we actually use, right. you know, you at one point, I looked in my drawer and I had six egg beaters. Who in the world, except for, you know, a bakery needs six egg beaters? But I kept holding on to them because I just thought, well, when I wear one out, I can use another one. Now, wearing out egg beaters has not really been a problem <laughs> in my life. So we've got the fear, we've got the guilt, and then shame. You know, if I, uh, and the guilt also is um, if somebody gave it to you. So there's guilt and shame. You know, somebody <laughs> gave something to me. And so I need to keep it till both of us are dead. You mentioned the 10 principles of a clutter-free home. So let's cover those. Okay. Just hit them. Okay. So I am, the first one is I'm going to challenge you, Jim. <laughs> Make clutter management a daily priority. So you say, you know, it takes exactly a day to clean out your garage, yeah, right? Yeah, you caught that. I, d- I did catch that. <laughs> uh, what a terrible way to spend a Saturday. I'm sorry. That sounds <laughs> awful. She's right. I agree. That's why we're going to go do it, it today. Clean. That's right. You're going to go do it today. But here's what I would say instead. Wouldn't it be better to do a bunch of 15-minute spurts where you just go in there for fi- – you're saying no. Okay. It's just I like progress. I Yes. I understand. <laughs> yeah, but- so that's why I think progress has to be done in small steps. So like I don't want you to go clean your garage for 15 minutes. I want you to clean your workbench for 15 minutes because you can make progress on your workbench. But cleaning my garage on a Saturday is the most depressing sentence <laughs> I've ever heard in the English language. Okay. Good enough. Okay. Designate – a place for everything. So I think oftentimes we don't have things. You were just talking about bills coming in and stuff like that. It's because maybe the place is a little too out of place. And so having a cute box where everything goes in, something like that. Yeah, my, my wife's desk would be a better place than my well, wardrobe. As long as she agrees with you, because I want to be marriage enhancing. Yes. <laughs> it's good. Number three, don't put it aside, put it away. Mm. I tell myself this all the time, because what this is doing is taking care of my future yourself. If I put it aside, that means I have to go re-clean it up. But if I put it away, the next time I'm looking for scissors, I know where the scissors That's are. That's true. Okay, number four, stop being reactive and start being proactive. And what I mean by that is don't clean because mother-in-law's coming. 
<laughs> well, be- well, you should. But- <laughs> you should, but don't let that be the only reason because yeah. what that is is stash and dash. Okay, don't argue over stuff, negotiate space. This is so important for people who are in relationships because if you say, you haven't played that guitar in 12 years, you're wounding you know, that little boy who played guitar to impress that girl. But if you say, okay, you get one gorilla rack in the garage, I get one gorilla rack in the garage, that is a way to a peaceful solution about stuff instead of arguing over the actual things. The only problem is you still have to make some choices. <laughs> you do have to make yes. some choices, but it's the person's choice. You're not saying yes. get rid of the guitar, saying, hey, can you but put But I love all that your... guitar. Exactly. Well, your guitar can fit on a gorilla rack. How did there you know you I have an old guitar, Kathy? Because every guy has an old guitar. I learned one song on that guitar. Right. So let's talk about that guitar. Okay. Oh, no. The <laughs> next thing is don't use storage as a way to delay decisions okay so Ooh. i yeah i know right that that's only come to me in the last year but what i realized is the stuff i had so neatly organized in my storage space in the garage was just delayed decisions the ones that i didn't feel i was emotionally able to make yet mm. so um once you diagnose the clutter you can dispense with the clutter figure out what's at the core is it fear guilt or shame what is making you hold on to that or maybe you just have too much stuff going on what right about now. the person that says in this is a fair one. I don't want to pay for it again. I don't want to have to, what if I'm going to use it in a year or two? Okay. That egg beater, the third one. So let me, (laughs) let me challenge you back. Okay. If you know you're going to use it in a year, if it's a snowblower and you're going to use it in a year, hang on to it. But if it's a sweater that I liked one time and maybe I don't like it so much anymore, but I could like it under the right circumstances, can I trust God enough to get that into the right person's hands? Okay, fair enough. I'm not trying to throw the God card. I'm really not. But I really do believe sometimes stuff comes to us Mm. just for a moment and that we're supposed to pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. Things are not relationships. And this mm. is hard when we have, you know, aging parents who are passing away. We have somebody significant in our life. But if we see that person in every item that they've ever given us, what we want to curate the best and get rid of the rest because other people yeah, could keep use one or two things. things. Exactly. Um, just in case thinking is impoverished thinking. We've already talked about this. If I hold on to everything, you know, if you give a thousand things away and you need to rebuy five of them. You're saving $70 on a storage unit. You're Yay. saving $150 on a storage I'm unit. I'm not doing it. And you deserve peace in your home. I think many of us feel like I'm so cluttered. I'm so chaotic that we don't believe that peace is possible in our space. Kathy, you have made decluttering relatively easy in terms of the how-to. In fact, you, there are four steps you've identified. The first one being dedicate. Right. What do you mean by that? And how do you dedicate your kitchen? Yeah. Okay. That's such a great question. I think so many of our houses are so multi-purpose and we've got kids doing homework in the uh, dining room, which is totally fine. You know, hey, moms- if they do homework anywhere. That's yeah. fine. Exactly. <laughs> right. We are not going to discourage them from that's doing right. it anywhere. But also if you work at home, you may be working in your bedroom, those kind of things. I say, get very serious about like, just define what that space is. What are you actually using it for? And if you're actually using your kitchen for homework and cooking and that's the hangout place, then create the space around that. Make decisions. So if you need to have homework cubbies in the kitchen, 
do that. But don't pretend that the kitchen is just used for cooking and Mm. eating because in most houses it's not. So really dedicate that space. It It allows you to decide the purpose of the space. And one of the things I love to do is actually just take a Bible verse or a quote or something and put it in each space to remind myself what it's dedicated for. Mm. So really saying, this is what we use this room for. This is what we use this room for. And it helps you sort and decide what you actually keep in that room. Instead of having, you know, scissors in every single room, you you have the scissors in the room where you actually use them. So think about the purpose. Think about the purpose. Maybe not even the, the label the room has, but how you as a family use it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. And don't let it be defined by how your best friend or your mom used that room. Or Pinterest. Or Pinterest or anybody. <laughs> use it how you want to use it. Okay, that's good. So now that you've made this uh, dedication, right? then you decide, okay, I got to go tackle it. Yeah. Well, actually, I want you to do one other thing. I want you to decide how you want to feel when you walk into that room. So what does that sound like okay. in your head? So here's what it is. Like in the kitchen, I want it to be bright and clean and smell amazing. So there's this lemon verbena soap that I just love. So I don't spend a lot of money on my house, but I love that lemon verbena. And I've got it in a soap, in a candle, in a hand lotion, and that's all in my kitchen. So when I walk into my kitchen in the morning, it smells bright. It looks bright. That's how I want it to be. My living room, I want it to be comfy and cozy and have lots of texture and snuggle up in a blanket. And so I actually decide the words that I want the room to feel like. Now, I think, you know, my husband, Roger, could care less about a lot of these things. But (laughs) here's the thing. Roger wants a comfortable blanket when he wants a comfortable blanket. He hasn't probably spent a lot of time thinking about that, but... I know what he loves. He also loves to come home and smell something great cooking in the kitchen. So do I. So when he's home, you know, I want the kitchen to be functional so he can cook and I can cook. So it's thinking through things like that. What do I want to happen in that room and how do I want that room to feel? I've never thought of that. <laughs> Ever. Right. So but I good. bet you Jean has spent a I lot of time has. thinking of it She's because good that way. she makes a home. And this yeah. is all about creating a home that we love to come home to. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. There's a lot of pressure these days, and the future seems more uncertain than ever. Do you feel it too? Redeemer University is a place to learn and think about how God's kingdom is at work in social work, politics, media, and more. It's an opportunity to join a diverse Christian academic community while exploring how to follow Christ in real, tangible ways. Applications submitted on Redeemer's website before January 31st will have the fee waived. Visit Redeemer.ca today. At Focus on the Family Canada, we're always seeking to meet the changing and growing needs of your family. That's why we've developed our free Focus on the Family magazine. It's spiritually grounded and relevant to your needs. Get your free subscription at FocusOnTheFamily.ca. Find parenting tips, practical marriage guidance, useful advice on media, and encouraging ways to help your family grow in Christ. Sign up for your free subscription of Focus on the Family magazine today. Visit FocusOnTheFamily.ca. Looking for advice on how to stay sane while you parent your children? Or some great laughs and heartfelt stories about how God works in the family? Focus on the Family invites you to join listeners from across the country as they tune into the daily broadcast with Jim Daly and John Fuller. 
Get the free app for your Apple, Android, or Windows mobile device and receive inspirational, godly encouragement when you need it most. Get the free app today at focusonthefamily.ca slash mobile or visit your Apple, Google, or Windows app store. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. So the part, again, that I'm most interested in, yes. you've given it names now. Right. You know what you what adjectives you want right. out of this room. Yeah. Now, tell me how to clean it. Okay, declutter. <laughs> so here's what I want you to do. So I've given you it in the book, and we can also put this on the website because we want to give as many tools as we possibly can. I want you to take one room a day and just spend 15 minutes in it because here's what I know. You're going to get done more in 15 minutes than if you said, I'm going to go spend an hour cleaning the garage. Because 15 minutes, you're going to set a timer. You're going to take one little section of that room and you're going to get it done. Okay, Kathy, I know what you're saying and I bet it's helpful, but I'm telling you, for me, it doesn't feel like I'll have any satisfaction from 15 minutes. It's like, I was just getting started. Okay. So the number one problem I hear is people don't have time to declutter. Okay. So that's what you're trying to So address. I'm trying to say, hey, Got if it. you do 15 minutes, but I'm going to tell you two things I want you to do. It's time boxing. It's setting an alarm for 15 minutes. So okay. you are going to attack it and space boxing. So what you're going to do there is you're saying, I'm not going to go clean the garage. I'm going to clean the toolbox or okay. something like that. Because yes, if that you try, would be true. Yeah. You, if you can get one little area. Now here's the thing. Like when I go clean out my Tupperware drawer, and it only takes 15 minutes, but that keeps me from banging my head against a wall a thousand times when I can't find the right bottom I and the right top. I can't do that one. Right. No. Most, <laughs> I have tried. Can I just I say, I haven't met a man who can. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The lids go way. somewhere. I oh, don't no. know where. No, right. not only that. Yeah, try to match those lids to the <laughs> yes. bottoms. It's right. like, this is impossible. No, you and Roger yeah. need to start a support group. Okay, so group. we can back up. Yeah. Right. And so, <laughs> but here's the thing. I also know that once I've done it, Every time I open that door, it makes me happy. Oh, that's I good. I look at it and I'm like, okay, there is some organization there. All right. So, Kathy, um, do you recommend that a spouse helps out in this process? Should Jean be helping Jim clean the garage for 15 minutes? Hey, that's a dangerous um, question. I would not ask that, John. <laughs> okay. So here's what I think. I think it's everybody's responsibility. Oh, I don't good. think one person helps another person. But so, I have kind of a sacred space in my garage and Dina's is the kitchen. If I cleaned up the kitchen. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, thank you. No, don't you're, do that. You're Affirming what I assume. Yeah, let's keep your marriage happy. Everybody, if you rule the roost in one area, like I'm not going to go into the garage and rearrange things for Roger because I'm helping. Uh, that's not helpful. That's me being controlling. Now, we also have other spaces that we've kind of just carved out as our own. I think it's always wonderful if you say, is there some specific task I could help with mm-hmm. that would be helpful to you. But all those common spaces, that's for everybody to help out with. Well, I appreciate your clarification of yes, that. Yes. <laughs> Get with it, John. Yeah. Okay, Kathy, uh, more practical tips. Right. You describe your three-tote, two-bag system of yes. getting rid of clutter. Okay. So what clutter is, is decision fatigue. It's not being able to make one more decision. So these three totes, one's orange. It says other rooms. One's purple. It's um, for That's put where back. Jean got the idea. Yeah. Oh, she does <laughs> It's it. happening in my teenager's room right now. I love that. I mean, it's been happening for a while. And <laughs> well, you know what? There are some projects that are 
larger than but others. But she's got the totes. Right. And then green is for giveaway. Yeah. So you have those three and then you have garbage and recycling. And so why I want you to do this is everything that's out of place in that room, I want you to either put in other rooms, put back means it goes in that room, it's just not in the right space, or give away garbage or recycling because what happens is we clean everything out we make a giant pile the kids come home they go through the pile they pick out the treasures they haven't seen in two years and nothing ever happens but i want you to take those totes and then deal with them so 15 minutes you're decluttering and for five minutes you're throwing away garbage you're doing the recycling the giveaway goes directly to the car not to be seen by a child other rooms and then put back all of that can really be done in about five minutes that seems phenomenal. It really is super <laughs> helpful. And so with 15 minutes, you do it for 15 minutes and you're not overwhelmed. Yes, you have your day-to-day homeworks coming in, groceries coming in, mails coming in, stuff you have to deal with. But to get to the root of a room, that 15 minutes once a week is really And that segmenting help. takes away the decision fatigue that you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. What's that good question that you should ask yourself or maybe gently ask uh, your family member? It's three questions. <laughs> okay. Do I love it? If you absolutely love it, you get to keep it. But if it's in the garage in a box, I question your love. <laughs> it's not a deep that, love. That's not a deep love. <laughs> Do you use it? If you use it regularly or however it's supposed to be used, absolutely, you can keep it. Would you buy it again? Now, if you can answer yes to all three of those, obviously keep it. That's on your shelf. Yeah. If you have a really strong yes to one of those, keep it. But if it's kind of a meh to all three, I think get rid of it. It's out of there. Right. And because what you're doing is you're making space for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, you know, in those four things we're going to post, because we didn't get through them all, obviously, but the do your own thing. What's I got to catch that. What is it? Yeah. So that means that pillow that you love at TJ Maxx or that little thing that you saw at Target. When you get your room 60% decluttered, I want you to really think through what's going to make it pop, what's going to make it you. Don't buy the things before you declutter because that's just putting cute on top of clutter and it just gets sucked in. I like that cute on top of clutter. It's like <laughs> lipstick on a pig or something. Right? Exactly. exactly right. Okay. So your, your uh, son demonstrates the art of curation. That sounds similar, yeah. So uh, my daughter's boyfriend and my son were at the same concert. And my daughter's boyfriend just got to go with some friends, but was in the VIP area. So it was very, very very fun and special. Yeah, and uh, found out that Jeremy was there. Jeremy was so excited to see them and everything. But Jeremy was just there as a fan. He The regular seats. He bought the cheap seats, the nosebleeds. And so after the concert... When my daughter's boyfriend found out how much Jeremy loved this band, he had a signed poster for him. And he said, you know what? I would enjoy this. You would love it. Mm. And gave it to Jeremy. And I love that it's such an illustration of how sometimes things pass through our hands. They're not supposed to stay in our hands. They're supposed to go to the right person. So there's a lot of stuff in your house right now that needs to get to the right person. And I think we can trust God when we take things to a donation center or when we take them to a rummage sale or we put them out for a garage sale, not in our own neighborhood, Jim. You got to take those to a different hood to get rid of because <laughs> people will find their stuff. But we can trust God that those things can get into the right hands without us holding. No, I like that. In fact, you watch history channel. I think they have that show. The American pickers obsessed now. Okay. This is another thing. I can't watch that show. Why? It drives me crazy. (laughs) 
Why? So why do people have that much junk lying around? Oh, because that was my childhood. Don't you know? Because every one of those things is going to be so incredibly valuable. I think valuable. it makes me want to go clean it. Right. Do well, I have a problem? See? See? But that's your motivation, like, how right? could you leave that car out beside the garage for like 70 years? Yeah, that's, that's the hard part. It's half yeah. covered in dirt. Right. Has anybody ever it's noticed it? Yeah, exactly. But what I love about that show is the older people get, they realize that the stuff is not the people. Well, that's true. They got this from their grandparents. It all has a story. Right. And sometimes there's a collector or somebody who is into that certain kind of memorabilia. It would mean even more to them. See, that part I like, actually, the storytelling. Yes. It's just going through those garages. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, your garage cannot be that (laughs) bad. problem. (laughs) Uh, Kathy, there's got to be somebody listening today who wants to have a peaceful home like you've described that's um, comfortable and inviting. Yeah. Or the home, all the things that you said about the room and the adjectives of the room and yeah. good smelling and all yeah. those things. But they just don't know where to start. Right. Their stuff, basically, it owns them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's hard to let go. And you've given us some great practical advice on how to get started. Uh, but speak to those people where they're just holding on, the just-in-case people, you know, just in case that hurricane comes, just in case something, right. the big one, the big earthquake, whatever. What would you say to encourage them spiritually to move out of that place of fear is yeah. how I would describe it and to move on. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't please hear that I am not judging anybody because I have so been in this space, but I really do believe that the more we're holding on to stuff, oftentimes it's an indication of us not being able to trust God yeah. with the circumstances of our lives. So please hear zero judgment from me because I live this way so much of my life. But I also understood when I gave things away freely, it was amazing how many times, one, I never missed the item. And two, the time I needed that exact item that God arranged circumstances to bring something back into my life. It happened over and over and over again. And so I would just say, do an experiment in trusting God with your stuff. You know, Jesus spends so much time in the New Testament talking about our money and our things, because Jesus is not surprised that clutter is an issue for us. Right. Just not surprised. And so God knows your heart and knows your heart to want to help people and to give. And cluttery people are the most generous people I know. But it's that tiny step of faith that Mm. will start to show you that God does care about you, care about the condition of your heart, and cares about your home to be able to invite people in. What a fun and practical conversation with Kathy Lipp on this best of 2020 episode of Focus on the Family. And I'm sure you've got a lot out of it and that you're going to get rid of a lot as well as you are inspired to declutter your home. You know, John, it seems like a little thing, but clutter can overwhelm your life. And uh, John, this is an intervention. Dina wanted me to bring this up with you. (laughs) Oh, no, my secret (laughs) is out. But, you know, here at Focus, uh, we do want everyone to have peace in your home so you can create strong memories and enjoy the relationships with your family, not with your stuff, and mostly with the Lord. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, get started today. Uh, Order a copy of Kathy's book, The Clutter-Free Home which is packed with uh, some great insight and wisdom and some fun that you heard along the way here, along with a lot of practical ways to declutter and 
kind of release yourself from those things that might be holding you back. And uh, just to remind you, you can order that directly from Focus on the Family and know that all of that uh, proceed goes right back into ministry, providing hope and help to families just like yours. So I know it's easy to do the one-click with an online retailer, but your dollars will go much farther helping families here at Focus. And I'm sure uh, most of us are glad to put 2020 behind us. It was such a challenging year. With the pandemic, violent rioting, and the contentious election, it just goes to show we all need the hope and peace Jesus Christ came to give us. Um, And that's our mission here at Focus on the Family. We want to provide you with the tools and insights to help you be a better spouse and a better mom or dad. Uh, One listener, Carolyn, wrote in to tell us this, I have listened to your program from the time our two girls were children. Now they and their children are benefiting from your programs, books, CDs, and DVDs, and you have been ministering to us for generations now. And since my husband passed away, your information and programs have been a support to me. I'm so grateful that we can (laughs) have that kind of an impact. Well, we are all grateful, John. Uh, We can't do it alone, though. We need to hear from you, and your support will give families that hope in Jesus Christ. God's going to do some awesome things through you and focus on the family. Family Canada in 2021. Contribute today and ask for your copy of that book, The Clutter Free Home, at focusonthefamily.ca or call 1 800 the letter A in the word family. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening today to Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.